Let's Talk podcast guests are invited to share their unique perspectives regarding diversity, equity, and inclusion. The ideas expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the practices of Mesquite ISD and are not an endorsement of any particular agenda or viewpoint. Welcome to the Let's Talk podcast inspired by Mesquite ISD Leadership and Empowerment Team or LET for short. Our guest includes educators, students, and community members sharing their experiences from their perspectives. So let's have a real conversation about embracing our differences and finding common ground with your hosts, Dr. LaDonna Gully and Ted Madden. Welcome to the Let's Talk podcast. We hit a milestone today with our 50th episode since we launched in August 2020, and over the next few weeks leading up to the Christmas break, we're going to be visiting with guests from outside Mesquite ISD, Mm -hmm. and today we're talking with someone who works for the city of Mesquite. Before we begin our 50th episode, I think now is a good time to explain why we introduce ourselves the way we do with our profession, age, and race. When we started, you couldn't see us. We were audio only, so we, we just added the video element about eight months ago. But Dr. Gulley and I believe that all of our perspectives are informed by a number of factors, including your professional work experience, your age, and your race. So for a podcast that was born from the leadership and empowerment team, whose mission it is to guarantee students have an opportunity to be the leaders they want to be regardless of ethnicity, gender, or cultural background, we think it makes sense for us to begin every show by telling you who we are and what we are. Exactly. It is critical that people really know who we are. And we're really fortunate that people get to kind of watch us. They can watch us as well as listen to us. But if you are just a listener, and we have quite a few of those that have probably never even taken a look at the um, podcast, the video part of it, um, we always want people to remember that identity is critical. It helps tell our story. Um, When you see me, the first thing you see is is an African-American woman. Before you know anything about my profession, mm-hmm. what I do, who I am, how I speak, my intonations, et cetera, you don't know any of that, right? How fun I am, right, Ted? You, <laughs> you don't see know that right that. away. Is that, do you see that right, <laughs> right away? away? Okay, well, I'm glad. Okay. But I will tell you that identity is everything. And it's also, I always try to really relate it to your ring finger, right? If you have on your wedding ring, that means you're married, right? And if you don't have anything, that means you're seeking. So let's move from there. With that all said, my name is Dr. LaDonna Gully. I am the Director over Leadership and Empowerment for our wonderful district. And how old are you? And I am, all right, I forgot, right? And I am 51 years old. I'm a 51-year-old African-American woman. And my name is Ted Madden. I create videos for the Mesquite School District under the Communications Department, and I'm a 48-year-old white male. I'm Cliff Kahili. I'm city manager for the city of Mesquite, and I am a 50-year-old white male. All right. So give us your background. You're the city manager now. What led you to this point? Uh, Well, I uh, really didn't think I was going into uh, city government. Uh, My father was uh, worked for the city of Dallas for a number of years, and I was going in a different direction. And at a certain point in college, I realized I needed to do something that served people uh, and uh, drifted to uh, graduate school and got into city government. And I was fortunate to find the city of Mesquite through an internship. And I've been here ever since. And I want to ask another Mm follow-up before. 
What does the city manager do? Can you give us that in <laughs> yes. 30 seconds? Yes. Uh, the city manager is basically the executive head of the organization. Uh, the city council is elected, and then they hire the city manager to run the day-to-day operations of the city, uh, but from budgeting to finances to making sure that the garbage is picked up. That is the responsibility of the city manager. So it's really equivalent to like our board. So our Mesquite Board of Trustees, and then you're like our superintendent. Uh, we run uh, very similar uh, paths, but <laughs> have a lot of different responsibilities. Exactly. How do you feel that your job makes a difference for our community? Well, um, we make sure that people have a good quality of life. And a lot of that comes from making sure that there are places uh, for recreation, uh, for that the services are provided. And, uh, you know, we, we provide the water. We pick up trash. We make sure that the streets are maintained. So that's that's how we impact the community on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I always enjoyed, uh, I think it was a line from one of the Malcolm Gladwell books talking about mayors as uh, as part of a conversation on politicians. Politicians can go to Washington and just talk and never do anything. Like <laughs> mayors have to get stuff done. People who work for the city actually have to get it done, right? right. And so e- even now as you're talking, I feel like how how separate – can you keep yourself from politics as you're running the city? It, it is very difficult. And uh, part of the uh, underlying uh, responsibility of a city manager is to adhere to a uh, code of ethics. And part of that is to remain as politically neutral as you can. I do get involved in some of the politics when I'm reporting to seven politicians. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are there to set policy, and my responsibility is to implement those policies. So uh, they, we get drawn into it uh, occasionally, but I do have to separate myself as best I can. Mm-hmm. We have changed demographically um, in Mesquite. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. And I've been with the city for 27 years. And uh, back in the mid-90s, Mesquite was a completely different city. Uh, We've grown substantially in numbers, but also there's been that demographics uh, switch. And I think uh, one of the challenges that we've we've seen is that uh, we don't reach out as much to uh, the uh, minority demographics, which are no longer minorities. a Hispanic population is now the majority in Mesquite, and African American and white are about twenty five percent equal, and so it's uh, one of those things that we've seen changes in the way mm-hmm. people utilize uh, our recreation centers, our athletic programs, and just uh, interact with the city altogether. Mm-hmm. You said your dad worked for the city of Dallas. Yes. So did you grow up in Dallas? Did you go to high school? In- uh, I grew up in North Dallas. I went to school in uh, Richardson ISD. Oh, okay. okay. That's where I live. We went. Our kids are going to go to Pierce. If, uh, uh, it's a great high school. We stick around. <laughs> uh, but you've been with Ms. Mesquite for the, with the city for 27 years. Were you here before that in any capacity? No. Okay. No, I, I, again, I got an internship uh, with the, the city manager who at the time uh, he was, I needed it for graduate school and uh, he gave me the opportunity and that's how I found Mesquite. I uh, visited here a couple of times, shopped here, but never really knew anything about the community. But 27 years here um, and you've seen, you've seen it change. I'm just curious your feeling of, uh, of responsibility to keep this city moving in the right direction. I, one of the things with the longevity is that you really become immersed in the community and you, and you really care. And uh, I have a strong desire to make sure that 
uh, all citizens have that access to our government. And uh, we've uh, managed to do a lot of that through bilingual communications. Uh, we try to have town halls that uh, in different places to where uh, that are really non-traditional from the, where we were 15 years ago. Uh, a lot of the population would show up to a town hall meeting and they did not represent the entire community. And that's one of our biggest challenges that we're trying to do is make sure that uh, we create those opportunities because I think a lot of people from different cultures and different backgrounds, and it's uh, I don't think it's just race, it's uh, a lot of people have moved from inner city Dallas and coming from apartment complexes in Dallas and to a first time in a home. I don't think uh, – they haven't had those experiences. So we have to provide those and encourage them and make sure that they know it is a safe place to come and report to uh, their elected officials and the city staff if, they're, if there's something that they need. Mm-hmm. And we have about how many um, how many citizens do we have in our um, city? The latest census put us over 150,000. Okay, wow. And so with that 150,000 people within our um, community, how are we working to make sure that um, that also is that story is told, number one, but also that, you know, the image of Mesquite has really changed. And how do we want to continue to influence that in a positive way? I think uh, we've had those discussions for a number of years is trying to figure out how do we promote Mesquite to the rest of the Metroplex. And I have a strong feeling that we can only do that by setting the example and being the best mesquite that we can be. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that uh, goes back to trying to involve a wide variety of residents in the direction that the city goes. And uh, we don't want just one uh, part of the community setting the vision for the rest of the community. We want all stakeholders to be involved in how mesquite develops, what our reputation is, what our uh, community standards are. Each community is different, and we we hold ourselves to different standards, and that's for the citizens to decide. Mm -hmm. Our school district is, of of course, a huge part of the city. And this this is, I don't have a very specific question, so you can go whatever way you want to, but it's kind of like, is there any sort of an official relationship between the city and the school district? Is there something you want to see from the school district? Do you work with the school district much? Well, that is one of the unique things about uh, Mesquite is the partnership uh, with uh, MISD. And uh, it started back in the 60s when the superintendent and the city manager at the time got together and decided that we could work better together. And so that is why we have so many school park concepts (laughs) that uh, put uh, playgrounds uh, within a mile of every home in Mesquite. And not every community in the Metroplex can say that. And it has evolved from there. We've uh, we've done joint projects together. We um, uh, communicate on a regular basis. Our council and the school board meet uh, to discuss the direction that the community has to go. And uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm really happy to continue that. Uh, Dr. Vrunland and I work uh, great together. And our, we've got a great school board that uh, is, uh, wants to work with the city and find those projects that just make Mesquite better. I want to repeat this point. There's a city park within a mile of every resident in Mesquite. Uh, there is a playground. A playground. Uh, yes. That's and what I thought, I'm sorry. A playground. Yes, yeah, it's a playground within a mile of every residence in Mesquite. And parks oh, yeah. are even closer than that. Mm-hmm. And then you had an experience as Florence was being 
uh, the, the new building was mm-hmm. being built mm-hmm. about this partnership. Yeah, I. Um, it was really it's such a neat fact that um, all of the elementary campuses in Mesquite ISD are really built on a park or right next to a park. And so um, these wonderful, I mean, and I say not only innovative, but very visionary, uh, the mayor and the city manager back in the 60s really decided this is what we would do. And as we needed to swap land to build new campuses, we would be able to do that. And um, I'm sure that there are probably, I know that so many people will build their house or or buy a house and they're, they're thinking, oh my gosh, I have this really beautiful park. Um, but probably in about 50 years or so, it could very well be where the school is and the park is still there, but they have literally swapped land. That is one of the, I think it's such a benefit, so innovative. Um, I was stunned at how when they said, well, we're going to put the school over here. And when they actually started building it literally right behind our campus and every day my students would come out and just be so excited. And the community really feel like, oh, wow, we're building this school. It's going to be so amazing. And um, you look at how not only the the design of the brand new school, but then how the parts and recreation for Mesquite, they came in and really redesigned in terms of what the walkway would look like, what the new um, playground would look like. And so now students have a playground for the school. They also have a playground for the, the rec center, the rec center is is totally renovated and people use everything in Mesquite. Don't you feel like that? Oh, a- absolutely. And uh, thanks for bringing up that that example of the the Florence project because not only did the neighborhood get a brand new school, they they got a brand new park yes. and we were able to add amenities during that process that the park didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, back in the 70s when most of these uh, parks were built, tennis was the big sport. Uh, we don't have a lot of tennis players anymore, but we do have a lot of youth that like to play basketball and play soccer. Yes. And so we've created in all of these uh, exchanges with the school district, we've built a soccer field mm-hmm. and uh, lighted basketball courts. And uh, if you look around, people are out there all of the time. Oh. People do use them. Mm-hmm. They're uh, and they're uh, they're well used. Yeah, literally where the old Florence used to sit. If you look at the two poles where the soccer field is now, that's where the school used to sit. <laughs> How neat is that? And so, I mean, it, it. I just was truly just awed and really inspired by that. You know, and it, it shows. And demonstrates uh, what happens when communities not only work together, but really have visionary leaders that uh, really think about what the impact, what is the long term impact 100 years from now. And so do you often feel like that that is really what your role is too, to think about what's going to happen in the future? What might this look like? You have to be looking uh, down the road. Uh, I, I, if I'm focused just on the day to day services, it's going to be detrimental to the community. We need to look at uh, 20 years down the road. So anytime we add a new neighborhood, any new housing, we need to make sure that we take into account the traffic impacts, how uh, how people are going to use that, how are they going to, where the shopping centers are going to be, where the, all of those things. So we are definitely always long range planning. And I I will say that the uh, school park concept has actually saved the city and the school district uh, a lot of taxpayer dollars. So not only is it good for the neighborhood, it's it's very economical. Mm -hmm. So are you the person to ask about what happened to my nice little road when I would leave the administration building? (laughs) 
get on that little road to hit the access road at 635, go by North Mesquite, and then go back here to the office. That little road behind all those restaurants is closed, obviously. Yes. What's happening there? Well, uh, right now, uh, we are uh, at the beginning of several major highway projects in Mesquite. Uh, the 635 project uh, actually started in Mesquite back in the 90s. We were the first segment. Most people don't realize oh, that wow. Town East and Town Center were constructed first because the city worked with TxDOT to get that done to help our retail area. And then they start went over to the west and have worked their way back. So uh, the rebuild of uh, 635 and the I-30 interchange is uh, we're one year into a five-year project. So I, I'd like to say that your commute's going to be easy, but uh, it's it's a five-year process. He's doing five years ahead. I'm worried about my commute tomorrow. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then right after, uh, right in the middle of this, uh, TxDOT will start working on US 80, the other major roadway oh, that goes through yes. town. And uh, there are at least uh, three bridges being rebuilt, all of the pavement removed, rebuilt, new service roads. It's a, it, we're going to be under construction for uh, at least a decade. Uh, and we're moving it really and growing hugely in the south area of Mesquite. Can you talk about just some of the amenities and some of the things that are coming forth in that area? Uh, South Mesquite uh, and along I-20 area is just uh, ready to explode. We're uh, adjacent to Kaufman County. We have uh, the city actually goes into Kaufman mm -hmm. County. And I think it was the third lar uh, fastest growing county in the country uh, uh, last year. And so what we're doing is uh, working with developers as they plan these new neighborhoods. And we're holding them to a, a certain standard mm -hmm. to where it's not just a typical uh, street with homes. They are uh, bringing in uh, high quality parks, um, 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 community centers, trails, uh, lots of open space that they're incorporating to make them uh, communities within a community. And we're, we're really excited about uh, uh, the developers that we're working with because they have that mindset that they know people are going to live there for 50, 100 years. Right. And they want it to be a certain quality not just the day it was it's finished, but 20 years down the road. Mm -hmm. How much conversation happens between you and the school district when these new neighborhood communities are going up and where our schools are located? As soon as a developer walks in my door, I pick up the phone and talk to the superintendent to, <laughs> to make sure. Uh, uh, we do have a lot of uh, land zones, so there's an idea of where these things will go. Um, but uh, superintendent will look to see if a new school needs to be in place. And we'll work with the developer to identify potential uh, uh, opportunities for a new school in those neighborhoods. And so it's uh, we're, we're walking hand in hand with all of these uh, developments. Wow. What has been your biggest aha in your job? Oh, uh, there, there are several. Um, I, you know, as a city manager, I think it was the first week that uh, we were sitting around a, a table discussing policies or some something that needed to happen. And then there was a pause. And, you know, I've been in these meetings for 20 years and I look around the table and everybody's looking at me that, oh, it's my decision. And so that, that was probably the biggest uh, impact is becoming city manager that I do have uh, a, a decision making that I have to really make sure that it is the right decision. Mm -hmm. And then I've gathered all of the input that I can. The other thing is just the impacts that uh, we have on people's daily lives. Right. They, uh, a, a minor problem to us, a uh, trash problem, a pothole, 
is uh, a significant impact on people's lives. And it's the biggest problem in their world at that moment. And we have to treat it like that. And we can't just dismiss it and say, that's okay, we'll get to it at some point. We have to explain that there's a reason why we can't just go out and fix a pothole the next day. Um, we want to make sure that they understand our service and that we do respond and that we take a lot of those. If we see a pattern, we need that input to do our jobs better. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the biggest uh, uh, emphasis that I place on my staff is that we're always looking to improve anywhere we can to make people's lives better. I think I want to go a little bit further down that road because I think it's interesting, and I've brought this up with educators in the school district where you get to an administrative level, Dr. V, for example, and he does not work one-on-one -on -one with kids, right? But he helps set policies that affect all the kids yeah. in our school district. And I think it's interesting that you've got to have the mindset that these policies you set or these different things you do are going to have are going to affect individuals and not the 150,000 people who live here. Exactly. And you, you can't look at it on, on a broad scope at all. It, it, uh, again, we, we are intimately involved in people's day-to-day lives. I, I tell everyone that uh, when you mess with someone's trash, uh, their water, or their animals, um, you are those are big things in everybody's lives that it's day-to-day -day stuff. But when something goes wrong, it's a big deal. Right. And so uh, we can set these policies that are covering 37,000 homes in Mesquite, but we have to look at how they impact not just the community, but those individuals, because everybody has a in different individual story. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to take into account how seniors uh, have to, if we require a trash can, they're going to have to be able to take that trash can out to the curb. And we got to make sure that there, uh, there are processes in place to make that easier on them. Mm -hmm. And that's, so, uh, you know, we, look at it on that uh, large scale, but really you have to get down to uh, that individual uh, component. And, you know, we, we experience the services ourselves. So uh, I try to make sure that uh, when I'm putting in a policy, I'm thinking, how is it going to affect me as well? Right, right. What should we be looking forward to um, as citizens here in Mesquite? Oh, that's a huge question. <laughs> I, I, um, but I think uh, what I would say is that we are in a high growth uh, pattern right now. Uh, we've got a lot of businesses wanting to be in Mesquite because of our proximity to Dallas. Yes. We've got highways, we've got that proximity, and there's just not enough land closer to DFW or in the uh, north of uh, 635 where all the growth has been happening. So we're we're prime for uh, businesses to to locate here. And when you bring in businesses, there's going to need to be a place for people to live. So that's why the housing development. So um, and then they need places to shop. So we're uh, we've got some developers that are looking to build uh, retail um, developments down by Horn High School and out on I-20 where we haven't seen any activity for a number of years. Now we're hopefully going to see some restaurants, some new stores, some shopping opportunities. And so that's what I would tell people to look forward to is there's going to be some headaches with the growth, but in the end, it's all services that we're going to provide. Right. What about the uh, the old downtown area? Because we've seen some work being done over the last few years, and what's the future for that specific part of town? Uh, we're really excited about what's going on in downtown. Uh, we've got a dynamic uh, uh, 
downtown person in Beverly Able, and she's been successful in revitalizing uh, downtowns all over uh, Texas. And so uh, we have uh, our Front Street Station was the first infrastructure project, and now we have a weekly uh, market, yeah. uh, artisan market and farmer's market. And uh, we have our first restaurant that should open um, in um, in February, our first new restaurant, let me say that. We've got several good quality restaurants with Mesquite Barbecue mm-hmm. and uh, some others that have done well over the years. Now they're going to do even better because we're starting to bring more and more people in. Well, I have one last question, and that is what do you hope for and where do you see Mesquite going? I hope that uh, we can come together as a community better. And we're always looking to improve. And we can improve by uh, creating those opportunities to communicate with residents. And uh, we don't. We know we can do uh, better than what we're doing now. But we have. It's if we don't have that communication, we don't know what the what the needs are. Right. And so my hope is that uh, we have people from all demographics, from all uh, age ranges participating actively uh, in the city as we develop these uh, visions for the next uh, 15, 20 years. It's one of the hardest things to do, though, isn't it? A lot of people don't care to be involved, whether it's voting or whether it's town hall meetings. And so how do you, what efforts do you put toward <laughs> encouraging that kind of participation? And that, that is our biggest challenge because we, we feel we can put out all the information we want. And, uh, you know, y'all are in the communications business. Yes. People don't always read what we put out. So uh, it's trying to find those opportunities, whether it's through uh, the PTAs at schools, if it is going through uh, churches and meeting people through their congregations. It's finding where people are gathering and where they're using our services and going out to them. Mm-hmm. So we're, uh, we try to go out to the athletic fields. We go to the churches. Uh, we go to the mall. We, tr- we try to interact wherever we can. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's really all about how building community. And it tastes truly, it, it, it tastes really a lot. Um, but I am so happy that you're here because you get to really shout to the, at, to the rooftops <laughs> that, you know what, we're here. We want to hear you. We want to listen to your concerns. And we want to be able to grow together. So thank you so much for coming out today. Well, thank you. Mesquite's a great place to live. It and, is. And uh, I try to tell uh, everyone that I can that it is just a, it is a unique community in the Metroplex. And uh, you, you don't know it until you come here and experience it. That is Cliff Kahili, the city manager for the city of Mesquite. Thanks. Thank you. If you would like to join in on the conversation, there are several ways to do it. Email works. Let's talk at mesquiteisd.org. Social media, too. Use the search term Let MISD to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For Dr. LaDonna Gully, I'm Ted Madden. That puts a wrap on 50. Here's to the next 50. I know. <laughs> Let's talk again next week on 51. 51.